Welcome to Harvest Time. I'm looking forward to today's broadcast with some special guests that we're going to introduce in just a moment. But before we do, we want to remind you this particular Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church at 9.30, we do have opportunities for your entire family, including the little children, your children that are in elementary age, your teenagers, and then for the adults, we have a special, what we call a split session, which is nothing other than the two guest speakers that you're going to meet in a moment, that'll be speaking to the ladies and to the men. For you ladies, we'll be meeting in the auditorium, and few men will be over at the Family Life Center. I hope you'll make it. The topics at hand are all related to helping you in your Christian walk with God. You say, well, Pastor, I I don't go to church anywhere. Well, what a great opportunity to come, listen in. I hope that you'll take advantage of it. And then at 1030 is our combined worship service, and it is the first of many to come in starting out our new theme on faith alone, how Christ has set you free to serve, to serve him through others, and that emphasis we'll have. Actually, we're going to also talk about the world in which Paul lived, and when he wrote that letter to Galatians, and that that book of Galatians is the study that we'll be doing this year. We'll say more about it on Sunday, but this particular message, and I'm titling it, What a Mess. Have you ever asked yourself the question, why are we in this mess today, racially, politically, financially, and all that comes with that? And we're going to try and answer that question because it's similar to the day in which Paul lived and he gave a mystery and answered it. What's behind the curtain? We'll talk about that this Sunday morning at 1030. I have the privilege to preach God's Word. I hope you'll make it out. And then Sunday night is a whole nother uh, type of service. We call it the Family Bible Hour. It's just a little over an hour. It's a chance to be together as a church at 6 o'clock, and the guest speaker is Dr. Nagengast. He'll be with us. He's no stranger to us, but he'll be speaking and he has a daughter that I want you to meet. I hope that you'll make it out with us Sunday night, 6 o'clock. If I could jump ahead next week, lots of activities are uh, through the ministry, from the academy to the college. Those are starting up uh, next week, but also on Wednesday, a combined gathering on Wednesday night. Dr. Nagengast will be speaking. I hope you'll be with us. Today, we have the privilege to have some friends, educators, and um, former administrator of a Christian school and very involved in a church as well from Michigan, and that is Dr. Larry Nagengas and his wife, Jackie. First of all, welcome to the program for both of you. Thanks. Thank you. Great to be on Guam again. You know, it was a couple of years ago. Am I right about that, Larry? Mm-hmm. And um, then you were here, I thought it was 09, 07. 07. And Jackie, you were with us both times yes. as well. Yes, sir. And you also have your daughter, Abigail, with us. She's not here in the studio, mm-hmm. but we'll meet her um, Sunday night. But I'm thinking about having her a part of our Sunday morning. I want our people to meet her, and uh, she's got some skills that I think our people will appreciate. But for both of you, um, I want our people to get reacquainted with you. So maybe... Uh, Larry, I'm going to get to you, but let's start with you, Jackie. Um, you're also speaking Sunday morning, the next couple of Sunday mornings at mm-hmm. church, and you've done much with ladies over the years. Um, let's talk about your family, okay? Uh, 
get us caught up again, the children you have, the grandchild you have, and then also about your mom and dad, because you had a big event this summertime. Yes, I did. Start with our children. Our son, Lawrence, is probably known to many of you that are listening, and maybe not to, to all of you, but he is right here on the island of Guam with his wife, Lindsay. And uh, this year, he'll be the high school principal in the school here. And so um, special blessing when the Lord allows us to come to Guam and we have the invitation, we get to see our children as well and watch them serving the Lord here. And what a reward that is to, uh, there's no greater joy than to see and hear and watch your children walk in truth. And then our next daughter, uh, Erica, is married to Caleb Hofler and they live in Baltimore. They gave us our first grandchild this year, granddaughter. Her name is Kensington Elise, and she's six months old, and very quickly became the joy of our lives, um, as grandchildren easily do. She's um, a precious little individual that God made, and so we're thankful for her, and um, they are serving the Lord in Baltimore in an inner-city church there, as well as teaching, and her husband is uh, in uh, an accountant. Our next daughter, Annalise, is in New York City. She's a traveling nurse, and so she's been in New York for a year now and plans to stay for this coming year. Uh, works in uh, one of the hospitals there in the um, cardiac care unit. Our next daughter is Abigail, and she's the one that Pastor was just talking about that's here with us right now. Abigail is special to our family, um, special from the Lord. She has Down syndrome. But uh, along with the extra chromosome in every cell of her body, she has so much extra that she offers everyone she meets. And we're very blessed by her life and very thankful that God chose to put her in our family. And, um, and then our last daughter is uh, Hannah Noel, and she will be a sophomore at Pensacola Christian College. She's studying as well to become a nurse. And so she's home with us this summer, and we're thankful for the opportunity that She's still with us a little bit. Uh, my mom and my dad, uh, Richard and Elvira Cagle, live in the same city as we do there in Michigan. Um, my dad, however, uh, God chose to take him to heaven this past March. And um, I understood the meaning of the verse from Psalm 116 that says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints because I watched the Lord very lovingly take my dad home to be with him. It's never easy to lose someone you love, but when you know where they are and you know you'll see them again, and they are alive and well and whole, and with their Savior, there's great peace and joy and comfort in that. That separation is only for a short time. My mom is still here with us, and um, I'm able to care for her each day in her home so thankful for her and her life and her love for the Lord and desire to see lost people brought to Christ. And so I have a, a very goodly, godly heritage. God has done that and not deserving in myself, but I thank the Lord for that. You know, when I think about your father, uh, uh, Jackie, the first time I met him was back in 1982 in the fall time. We took a, a bus of students two buses of students, 87 students at Northland Baptist Bible College, and went down to Green Bay. And uh, that's when the first time I met your father. Um, and then we went over to the Green Bay Packer 
stadium and the coach, which was Bart Starr, had come out, met with the entire student body, said some kind words. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the first time that I met your father. And since that point, had been down there multiple times because of uh, church activities and going soul winning and, and uh, good memories. You had just, I think, left that college to go to another college mm-hmm. somewhere in that neighborhood. So um, what a great heritage to have, and, and it does much, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. I, the doctor said to me when my dad was near his time to uh, to go to heaven, he said to me, I've never met someone so anxious to go to heaven, yeah. so anxious to die in all of my life. Yeah. And I said, well, from the time he was 15 years old and accepted Christ as his Savior, he's been so anxious to see yeah. the Lord, to yeah. see his Savior, that he could hardly wait. He knew he was close. He was ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Amen. It, was, it was precious. Mm-hmm. And Larry, um, get our folks caught up because you have been at the same house, same church, mm-hmm. same job for 36 Six. years. Six. So uh, since we saw you last a couple years ago, you were the main administrator at the school in Michigan. So tell our folks about that. God has been so good to Jackie and I to leave us in a ministry so long. And so we got to teach kids and then we taught kids of their kids. And, uh, and even though we had a number of uh, pastors, we were just able to stay in the school with a lot of faithful faculty and trained servants for Christ. We, we have uh, over 150 kids in full-time ministry that graduated from our school. Uh, there's still a lot of them that go to Bible college, and there's a lot of them in churches serving as deacons and choir members and all over. We just wanted to train kids for Christ, and, and the Lord answered our prayer, and uh, we are so thankful to that church and that school for uh, allowing us to partner with them for, for 36 years. And it's very odd, really, to be honest with you, to be out or in between ministries right now because we have. We've been in the same ministry in the same house both of them for over 30 years. We'd never moved before, but we sold our house. We, I resigned um, the last week of June. We sold our house the same week. They got a new administrator the same week. I mean, it was really the Lord working it all good. And it, it's so, you know, uh, you, you wonder, um, you know, if you're ever going to leave a place, and, and I just know it was just time for me to go and I don't even know why. I, I just know that the Lord has something else for us to do. And uh, I'm really thankful that, that we had the time there. And, uh, and I'm thankful that it's going to go on and probably be better than ever. So it's, it's just been a win-win for, for us and for them. Yeah. Well, you, you both are here to be able to help us this week with the startup of our school. And you've done this before. And uh, you have had sessions with the teachers and tomorrow with the operational staff and, and a challenge, uh, inspiration to us to be prepared for a new year and speaking also on, on Sunday. But on the point in which you all have just finished um, one duty station, so to speak, one assignment, you're waiting for another assignment, mm-hmm. uh, there's an ending to one Um that now you're in this patient uh, hold, that that's got to create a lot of emotions and thinkings. That uh, um, you know what what thinking do you believe and what you don't believe? We can't believe everything we think, and so I, I want to talk about that. What motivates me is a particular book that I read on the way back 
on the plane called uh, Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. It, it, it was a, a bestseller, including a book he wrote, Boundaries and Integrity. And in that, uh, he talks about ending pain, fostering personal and professional growth, living better. And his point is, while endings are a natural part of business and life, we often experience them with a sense of hesitation, sadness, resignation, or regret. So this particular author goes on to argue that our personal and professional lives can only improve to the degree that we can see endings as a necessary and strategic step to something better. But if we can't see endings in a positive light and execute them well, then he asserts the, quote, better will never come either in business growth or personal lives because we have a tendency to want to hang on, not have change, and not let go. Mm-hmm. And he does, I think he's a Christian author, he makes reference to some scriptural truth, including um, Ecclesiastes 3.11. He makes the statement, um, Solomon, he has made everything beautiful in his time. Mm-hmm. He has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God makes from the beginning to the end. Another way to say that is um, God gives us the ability to think about his world and we can never completely understand everything he does and yet he does everything at just the right time. Mm-hmm. I think there's truth to that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. my yeah. And, and I, I want you to comment on that um, because you are both of you in the middle of this, here you are, you, 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 you know, had your same house, had five children, grew up in the same home, uh, same ministry, same job, same routine, same places you stopped to get coffee, and here you are. It's mm-hmm. like you're not doing that now. I mean, <laughs> right. this is the time of year. You're ramping up yeah. as we are here. You're helping us. And Jackie taught and relationships and people you've known forever, yeah. and now— when you're done with this trip, you go back, and it's not the same. Yeah. I've got to believe that creates a lot of emotions there and your thinking. How are you, na- how are you navigating this? What, what's the... I'll let Jackie talk first. <laughs> oh, no. I want to know how she's doing. <laughs> how you doing, babe? Sure, sure, Jackie. You're going to comment on that. But, well, what's been the anchor points? Like, okay, everything's beautiful this time. You should, yeah, that's right, Pastor. Amen. But then I start describing, and here you are. Here you mm-hmm. are. Your your father's not there. You you guys right. have sold your house because you're committed to helping your mother in the last years of her life, however long that may be. You've mm-hmm. moved in with her, so so you do have a place. Um, but everything else is a little uncertain about that. Yeah. How how does a person handle that? This has been a year of change, with a capital C for sure. And like you mentioned, um, emotions can sometimes um, be your best friend, but sometimes they can get in the way and demand and dictate um, how you think and what you do. And in the midst of all the change, God, I've, I've come to know God's patience with me as I realize, really understand, I guess, that he never changes. He is the rock. He is the anchor that I can run to, and he will be the same. He won't fluctuate. So he knew that this day would come, 
before I was born. And to me, that says, I can trust you, God. I can trust you because you planned it all. I don't understand it all, but you planned it all. So if I look to you, you're going to charter me through some pretty <laughs> rough waters that I, um, I can't see through right now. I can't see to the end. I can't see when it will be calm yet. Um, but I know you're at the helm. I know you're directing the ship and, and you're in the boat. I mean, you're, you're guiding it. And so um, I'm going to trust you. And that, that isn't always something your emotions want to do, but it's something you make up your mind to do because it's right. And I know when I trust him, he will never fail me. And he will honor my trust by leading and guiding and directing and never leaving me. And, and I know everything that God intends for me is good. As for God, his way is perfect. And so I know whatever he has yet in the future, um, it's good. And I'm looking forward to that because I know how great he is. And so I know how great that future will be as we trust him. So as a wife, then you can duck so that <laughs> if God's going to try and hit anybody, he's going to hit Larry. Absolutely. So here's Larry. So talk <laughs> about the thinking, Dr. Nagengast. You're a smart guy. You you, you saw this coming. You know I, I, I can't do this forever. And so you knew the potential of this happening so what's the process and how do you yeah a couple years ago i uh, i just felt the lord moving that maybe continuing to administrate at least in that school was we were in a transition between pastors so it wasn't going to time to to leave um so i stayed but i had never had those thoughts before and i'm a little bit more of an adventure so i was looking for the next adventure my wife bless her heart, is looking back with all of the emotional ties, and I'm looking ahead, exciting for the next adventure. So we, we connect somehow during those two different paths. But, uh, and, and a lot of it, you know, sometimes you ju it's, it's neat. I just felt the school and church were a place where the, that I wasn't as needed as in former years. And it, it was time for someone else perhaps to do some different things that needed to be done. And it was time for me to look to a place that needed me and uh, my skill set. I, I, I don't know if that's a good way to put it, but, but that— um, that that's kind of what led me to, to, to this point. And then just to see the Lord work with a new man and the house selling so quickly and then Jackie's mom needing care and having a place for us to live in. And a lot of these things were just stamps of approval from the Lord that, that this was good, that we both agreed on it, that it was, it was just the right thing. And, and you know, you always want to leave a place better. And, and I just felt faith was, was better, um, and, and it was a good time all the way around. And we'll miss the people and the kids. We love them and appreciate them and have nothing but good to say about our, our time there. Mm -hmm. It's a very odd situation to see the Lord work. And Jackie and I are very surprised because we're, we're faithful stayers, and we've stayed through thick and thin and, and would have continued to stay. But it was just one of those things where we just knew the Lord 
was leading us, and I don't know how else to explain <laughs> explain it, but that. And now we're just kind of excited to see what he's going to do next. And and to preface or or at least uh, um, fill this in a little bit in the picture, because you had been there for thirty six years, and you had had five different pastors yeah. over those years, and a few of them that left under un- difficult situations in which it demanded some leadership. And I knew you were a, a huge component of that, providing uh, some stability as the boat got rocked. And often in churches, it goes through difficulties. And um, and as you were talking, I, I was uh, thinking about uh, Matthew 13 and 14, because it seems the pattern is that that what Jesus did with those disciples is he taught them. Matthew 13 is like the ultimate parables mm-hmm. of the kingdom, and he taught them all this. Then you find uh, um, he put them into some troubles and trials, their own troubles with John the Baptist being beheaded, and then the trial of get in the boat and I'll send you to the other side. Mm-hmm. Then the the waters churn up, and, and I think you've been on the, the Sea of Galilee as we have, and how quickly things can get turned bad really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, Jesus walks them on the water. And I wrote in my Bible a truth because they said, truly, you are the Son of God. Mm-hmm. So so at that point, it's learning this truth, as you were mentioning, Jackie, related to your father, necessary endings. Mm-hmm. But God has something else. Right. And and then ultimately, it wasn't just, okay, that's the truth, but he was getting him to, to trust. Mm-hmm. So we can have all kinds of teaching, but he's going to say, if you're really going to believe this, I'm going to take you through your own trouble, mm-hmm. some kind of trial. Then you're going to find whatever truth this may be, and then ultimately, i got to trust the Lord through this thing. Mm-hmm. So that's easy to preach, may I add. <laughs> yeah, amen. But well, so boy, true. it's another thing. Yeah. Now, on a practical basis, let's talk for just a minute before we close. So I've got somebody sitting there listening to all this and saying, hey, you know what? I'm looking at a necessary ending. I, and this particular author, Dr. Cloud, does mention about the idea of pruning, that God ends things in the metaphor of a branch or a vine, and that he will often trim off dead branches. Sometimes it's buds or blossoms. There are things that might be mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. but he knows the beginning from the end, and no, this isn't going to go yeah. far, so i got to cut this thing off. For you all, um, what practical advice could you give to somebody to say, hey, I'm looking at my job's ending, and maybe it wasn't your choice. It was somebody else's choice. Maybe it's like, hey, the military's sending me off, and I don't really want to go, but I need to go. Because uh, we have a lot of people moving off and on the island quite a bit. Uh, um, maybe it's a business venture that failed and feeling guilty about may, w- whatever the case. Mm-hmm. W- what would you say to a person to help them biblically to get through that rough water? I, I think you have to remember who whose you are. Uh, this really is in our life. This is the Lord's life to do with what he he chooses. And when he asks his disciples to die to themselves, that's that's ambition, that's that's opinion, that's uh, desire. And and then and knowing that God is sovereign, He's over all. I mean, that wasn't my ministry. That's that's His. I was just a part of it to serve Him for a short time. And and even secular jobs. I mean, those aren't 
those aren't yours. They're, they're just provided to you by the Lord. They provide you for, for your family for a while. But if that's not his will for you, he has, an, he has another place for you. And if we're totally surrendered to the Lord, uh, he will lead you to another place and use you in that place. You just want to stay usable and open and willing in, in these things. And just, just remember to leave a place better than you found it. Don't go with, you know, leaving a bad taste in everybody's mouth or people thankful that you're gone because of your attitude or your spirit. Uh, some people are, they, they, they trash a place and then leave and it's just so wrong. So um, you want to leave right and leave, leave a place better than you found it for sure. Jackie, we're going to give you the last word. <laughs> what do you thought about that? Mm-hmm. We're just works in progress. The Lord, even though a job may end or a location may end, God's not done with us. And that's a comfort to know. There's, there's something else. There's another place because he's not finished with me until I reach heaven. And he takes me home one day. So there are, there are so many events in our lives that are out of our control that we might even call accidents or happenstance or circumstance. But they're all divine appointments. Every one of them, because God doesn't waste one circumstance in our lives. He plans and orders every single one of them and directs and moves us through them and then molds and makes us to be what he wants us to be so we can continue to be usable for his glory so that he can be seen. It's all about him. Our lives are his. They're not our own. We're bought with a price, his blood. And so it's about bringing him glory and those changes just make us more usable for his glory. I hope you make it with us this Sunday, 930, with Dr. Nagin Gass and Jackie. Thank you for being with us. Look forward to hearing more from both of them. 930, Combined Adult Bible Fellowships, 1030 Worship as we start into a new theme, Faith Alone. Join us. You've been listening to Harvest Time, a weekly broadcast from Harvest Baptist Church with Pastor Marty Heron. This program is heard at 6.05 p.m. Friday, 9.05 a.m. Saturday, and 8.05 a.m. Sunday on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Be sure you join us again next week for more Harvest Time.